words appear. The email addresses and groups mentioned in this program are no longer available. The Blind Handyman Group does exist in its new incarnation on groups.io. To join, send a blank email to blindhandyman plus subscribe at groups.io. That's blindhandyman plus subscribe at groups.io. Alternatively, you can join our Blind Handyman Facebook group. Links will be in the description box below. And welcome to the Blind Handyman Show. Uh, this being show number 61, and it's December 9th, uh, 2003. And we're recording right here at the Little Ranch House on Southwood Drive here in Lufkin, Texas. For the next hour, we're going to talk about building, repairing, and maintaining all designed with the blind in mind. Here are the hosts for the show, uh, the Handyman Show, Don Shaw. That's right, Mr. Tom. How are you today? It's uh, fine. Thank you. Good to have you with us. Don Patterson, hi. Yeah, rain, rain, <laughs> rain. rain. <laughs> that came a major flood at oh, my house. Oh, man, it's good weather for ducks, I guarantee you. My name's Tom Houston, but here's the creator and producer of the Blind Handyman Show, ladies and gentlemen, Phil Parr. I uh, sense a little mutiny today. Uh, mutinous uh, behavior on Where the. Where are you, Mark? On my. Uh, uh, my troops. Shaw says we don't have anything to talk about, and Tom's trying to quit and get Mark Christie to run the board. And when they introduced you, uh, we were clapping with true. one hand. <laughs> my, uh, you know. What a deal. Patterson, Patterson seems to be hanging with me. He's tried to quit two or three times. I didn't he, hear that. However, today. He, uh, Seems to be on my side. So we're taking two weeks two weeks off for Christmas. <laughs> anyway, it's raining in the pine. You know, it's supposed to get cold. It's supposed to be about mid-30s. It now. is. It's supposed to get cold. Oh, boy. You guys in Minnesota are going, that's hot. I called these folks from Canada the other day. I got an email from them. Wanted to be, I can't remember their names. Wanted to be on the Blind Like Me show. And, What's the temperature up there? And she said, he said, well, it's about 15 below. It's not too bad. <laughs> oh, whoa. Right. You know. Heat wave there. Yeah. Oh, man. What a you know, deal, people man. stand that sort of weather. I couldn't that handle it. would be unreal. I would think so. I've just never. Can't, can't even imagine it. I can't either. It's little thin-blooded Texans. 
We couldn't handle it. We yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't survive. I talked to a girl, speaking of Canada, I talked to a girl last night. I got a new cell phone, and I was getting it all ready and everything, getting it online. And uh, she was in Canada. I asked her. She was in Alberta, Canada. Really? And she said, and yes, I'm wearing two pairs of socks. <laughs> That's yeah. more information than I needed. Uh, and I, I told her it was more than I wanted to know. But. What, uh, what? You got another new phone? Well, yeah. This is four. I've never paid for one yet. Seemed like you just got a new phone the other day. No. Still with AT&T? Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Nokia this time. Well, Nokia. You know what? what one Join of the in the club, huh? The great thing about Nokia's is is they've standardized it now. The last three phones we've gotten, the chargers have all been interchangeable. Yeah, and that's a plus. A definitely a plus. Yeah, right. You know, so I've got I've got four or five chargers now for phones. I've got them. You know, used to every time you bought a phone, you had to buy a new, got a new charger, and you had to buy a car. And, yeah, know. the where they yeah. really hung you was on the car one because they constantly yep. gave you the little AC one yeah. yeah. the house, but the car cost you about thirty five. That's right, when you had to buy the car the adapter. Yep. But mine, uh, we I got a Nokia and had one when I changed from over to AT and T from whom I forgot who I was. Singular. singular. You were with Singular, and uh, it works. Everything works. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a deal. Yeah, but the Nokia's seem to have standardized that little. It's just a little simple charger with a little female uh, thing on it, like you know, like you like you find on all kinds of appliances. And it, it's uh, so my wife never can find the charger, so I finally just put one on the dresser and hooked up permanently. Yeah, it's about time they standardize some of that. Standardize some of those. And then I heard that uh, Nokia phones, too, is uh, read on one of the lists about this new gizmo coming out that someone's coming out with that will allow your Nokia, and it gave four or five different model numbers of the Nokia phones to be able to talk and read some things in a voice that are on the screen, which would just be excellent. Oh, man. Really? Nokia's got some phones like that? Yeah. My wife's new phone has an an interesting little feature. It's a speaker phone. I mean, she can put it on speaker, and you can hear it all over the room. I mean, you know, you wouldn't wouldn't be any good in an auditorium, but you can just lay it on the table and sit there and talk to people with a phone not even in your hand. Man, that'd be excellent for if you were on a trip and wanted to call the old newspaper and have your phone there on the table listening, wouldn't it? Let it read it to you. Well, I think that's in anticipation of the no driving and talking. You know, yeah, there's I a couple, too. several states right now you cannot use your phone. I don't know, New York maybe is one, and a couple yep. others already have that. you got to have these hands-free devices. Emily to... assures me that she will violate the law if it comes to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she kind of has one grown to the side of her yeah, head, yeah, didn't she? The warden <laughs> will not give up her cell phone in the car. She's the only person I know that can herd the car down the road eating a Big Mac Drinking her Coke and talking on the cell phone at the same time. Oh, at the same time. <laughs> and me hunkered down on the floorboard on the passenger side. <laughs> for mercy. I knew a girl that could drive with, you know, drive and twist one up with one hand. Uh, uh, it's been a while ago, though. I, I didn't marry her. I tried to. But anyway... Uh, where are we? Email? We got email? We don't have an email. We have list, list mail. mail. List mail today. List mail. Yes, right. yes sir. Right. All right. Oh, it says, hi, <clears throat> I need to get rid of mold or at least the smell of mold from my air conditioner. I live in an apartment, and the maintenance people are bozos, so calling them isn't an option. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not calling someone from the outside, nor call someone from the outside. Uh, the management wouldn't give permission for an outside company to come in and do the job. When the building was built and the air conditioning was installed, they did not enclose the system correctly. Uh, under the inside air handler, instead of building an insulated box for the air to pass through before getting to the coils, they just left the space with exposed studs and the concrete floor. 
Now, the air has to pass over the area to get to the coils. There is a very strong smell of either mold or algae. I cleaned the tray as best I could with bleach. I had heard that there is a spray that can be used to clean the coils in other areas. If anyone knows there what is. this is called or has any other ideas, I would appreciate hearing about it. Many thanks, Phil. I don't know what it's... Is this this the Phil that's on the handyman list, I guess, right? Uh, yes. uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Every time I, 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 I'm, I'm erring down the handyman list and I see Phil, I think... I didn't send him in, you know. I <laughs> I, there he is. There'd be an air conditioning... Hello? Yeah, you would think there would be... Oh, my radio went off, didn't it? Something oh. at an air conditioner, <laughs> uh, refrigeration air conditioner shop that you could buy that you could spray your coil with but bleach sound i mean man if, if bleach doesn't do it now, nothing will that's getting yeah, i don't know would you want to bleach stuff. the coil I mean, he's talking about cleaning the coil yeah well, for cleaning the, getting rid of the, and the best advice i could give him is would be either like if you have a lowe's or a home depot you might call them but also even though you can't call in an outside person you could call and talk to one and i imagine yeah. there's a large air conditioning company there probably might, might tell you what might to give use. You some advice. I yeah. have a notion if you did use the wrong thing, you might could do some. You know, I'd want to make sure. Yeah, you, you could sure wouldn't want to damage that coil. Yeah. Then you would be would have a problem. You know, I, I, I would uh, first thing I would do would be clean the drip tray. Clean not the drip, but the tray tray under the coil. Yeah, I think he said he did that. Yeah, he cleaned. Uh, bleach wouldn't hurt that. That's just an aluminum tray. Oh, sure. Bleach is not. Make sure all the water is you know, drained out of it. If you KTRH 20 years ago, Bill Zach would tell you to get some kind of fungicide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if they if they make if it is a you know if a mold is like a fungus or a or, or you know if it's it's there again. I'm surprised that the bleach doesn't do it. Yeah, the bleach, no kidding. If nothing else, ought to do away with the odor. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you can't do away with the mold, maybe you can do away with the odor and and out. Maybe you should leave some bleach in that. Uh, in your pan there. I do. I mean, in, in the summertime, I pour some bleach in. I've lost my head. They say you can take the pool, the tablets like we use in the pool, the chlorine tablets, and chip them up and drop a little bit of them either in the lines and or that'll, in the pan. That'll screw, if that'll nothing screw. else, it'll keep your drain line clean. The, uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, we just had uh, our air conditioner. They haven't set the outside units, but they've done all the duct work in our new house and, and put the units upstairs. Really? Yeah. The kid that was installing them is the son of the owner. I mean, so I guess he's the junior partner in the deal. And he said every every other month, he, he, he said, now I fixed you a walkway over here, and every other month you need to get one of those tablets and put it over here in this pan, and you'll be in good shape. And he showed me all of them. Really? Well, that's kind of neat. Hey, all right. Yeah. And he fixed you a walkway he over to it. a little walkway to both units, John. I, he said, you have to do both of them now. You know. you'll, have, you'll, you'll have to buy the tablets for the new septic system anyway, so you might as well just chip one of them up right, and just and drop some little, in the... Are yeah. they the same tablet you use in the in yeah. the, in the in swimming pool? Same one. Uh-huh. Yep. Don't be darn. Same tablet. Right. Well, we solve that problem. Read something while I go find some batteries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This says, "Hey, uh, has anyone here been shopping for plywood lately?" No. Well, the prices are just outrageous and climbing. I was wondering why when I spoke with a friend last night, and he told me that it was because. All of the wood is being shipped over to Iraq for rebuilding. I sure hope that the prices get under control before I have to order all of the wood for the cottage. This could mean loads of dollars more for me. Viviana. Ah. In Oroville, California. Or Oroville, O-R-O-V-I-L-L-E. So Viviana is is working on that cottage 
house, I think, and and the price of plywood un, undoubtedly has gone up. On well, you know, I'm I'm wondering. Yeah. And, uh, uh, that's odd. You know, we may not be subject to that noticing those kind of increases. What was you know being here in the heart of yeah, I was going to say you should have noticed piney woods of East Texas and uh, lumber mills we have here. I'm sure, plywood. y'all bought lots of plywood here lately uh, for the well, house. Well, I mean the the builder did, I'm sure, but I haven't heard it. You know. Uh, uh, I haven't heard them say anything about it. I know that I know one thing. I think we probably get. I don't know if we import plywood. We import a lot of lumber, believe it or not. Yeah. And export, and uh, you know the dollar's cheaper. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Uh, I would imagine sending some things over to Iraq. Also, I wonder. You know, I don't guess the fires in California would have anything to. You know, I don't I, know. Yeah, I, that the homes that were destroyed, everybody might just be an opportunist, you know, with all the thinking of all the rebuilding that's going to go on. So, yeah, Lowe's no and Home Depot may be trying to sock it to you. <laughs> they may be cashing in on the deal, yeah. huh? Nah. Oh, no, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do anything like that. <laughs> no way. No, no way they would oh, do that. No, no. Big business wouldn't do that to you. Yeah. But yeah, what it? <laughs> you know, if you was buying many sheets of of plywood and and they went up e- even a dollar or two dollars a sheet, though, you know, the, man, that could add up in a hurry. I guarantee you, like she's talking about building a cottage. I guarantee you, if you're going to be using plywood, you'd use a heck of a lot of it. Yeah, of course, of course, all that money, all that money she's saving uh, uh, by. Uh, you don't see my battery. No. Oh, lost some batteries. Yeah, my radio quit, and I've lost a, I've lost my batteries, and the radio's... What time is it? Can we take a break? <laughs> what a deal, man. No, has, uh, no headphones. Uh-huh. I have headphones. However, I've got another email here. All right. All right. I say an email. This is uh, not an email, but anyway. A list mail. Bryce writes this. He says, over the weekend, a nephew no, and I added an electrical outlet to my front porch so I could run the new decorative waterfall that sits dead center between two columns just off the porch. Uh-huh. Now, let me tell you something. This extra outlet wasn't cheap. It cost me a little over $70. Uh, that included a timer for the pump. What I ended up doing was we tried, um, we tried, uh, or rather tied into an outlet in the garage, drilled a hole through the sheetrock, through the siding leading to the porch. On the siding, we put a little box that kind of snapped into the siding. Yeah. Uh, Keep in mind, this is uh, right up to the ceiling porch. From this little box, we ran half-inch PVC pipe over about seven feet and added a 90-degree elbow. Now, at this point, point, we're dead center with the column. At this point, it got a little difficult as there is some decorative woodwork on the column, and we had to heat the PVC. C pipe in two places to create about one and one half inch offsets. Now this piece came down the column about six feet, and this is where we added the new outlet. All along the PVC pipe, we used half inch PVC straps to secure the PVC to the porch ceiling yeah. and to the column. Yeah. Now today, I'll get my wife out there and paint the PVC pipe. Easy for me to say. Uh, The same color as the porch with leftover paint, and this way the painted PVC pipe uh, will blend. I bet Mark could have said that, but uh, we'll blend. (laughs) I figure I saved over $100 doing it myself. Uh, Those damned electricians would have charged me an arm and a leg to do this job. Yeah, they would have. 
And I bet they would have, too. <laughs> Those damned electricians, huh? And, uh, yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> Those I damned was, old electricians. I was reading it the way the fellow uh, wrote it. Yeah, and, that's uh, what I would do. Bryce. I would read it the way it was and, written. Uh, we appreciate it, Bryce, uh, your comments on it. Yep. We really do. Have you got your earphones fixed? I don't have earphones, and it's driving me nuts. I'm going to have to do something. I, I uh, know the feeling, but uh, however, we could take a little break, I guess, huh? I think well, it's that time, huh? Do that. You, you say Blind Handyman back in just a oh, Okay, Blind Handyman Show. We'll be right back in just a moment. Is the season, and that means gift buying time. And we have a, we think a great idea for some gifts for people for Christmas. And to tell us about, here's Dale Campbell. Dale. Hey, Phil and listeners. The gift we're going to talk about, and you all may have heard it. We promoted this originally on Cooking in the Dark. It's called the Voila. It's a talking barcode reader. No cords, no wires, no computers. 100% portable. Heck, it'll fit in your pants pocket or even in your purse to take to the store mm-hmm. if you need to to label any any items. The Walla is uh, about six inches long. It weighs less than three and a half ounces, and it, it's a portable barcode reader. The unit comes with its own barcodes, which as you scan the barcode, it will remember what has been scanned and allow you to record what you have the item into the memory for what you've scanned. I've got a can in my hand, and I don't know what it is, y'all, but I'm going to run the voila across it. All right. Can of chicken broth. It's a can of chicken broth. Well, how about now, that? You can shake, rattle, and roll it, and you never would have known this. But the voila is it, the voila is just that easy. In less than five minutes, you can be ready and using it. Labeling anything in your kitchen from spices to cans of food. Heck, in your garage, you can label cans of paint glues, adhesives. It's perfect for everybody. You could even label your electrical box out in the garage or in, you know, wherever it is to label what what outlets are what. How do we, how do we, get, how do we get one? You can call me at 713-876-6971 or email at cookinginthedark at houston.rr.com and we can give you all the information regarding the voila. It's a super, super little tool. The price on it, folks, it's not $250 like you may have seen some places. It's not $229. It's not $200. It's not even $180. It's a special price right now of $150. That's right. Call and get in touch with me today so we can get one of these in your stocking for Christmas. Give us the phone number one more time. Phone number is 713-876-6971. Or email at cookinginthedark at houston.rr.com. You've got to have one of these. It'll make your life so much simpler. This is The Blind Handyman. Be sure and tell a friend about the program and email us often. Blindhandyman at hotmail.com. Now, here is more of the show with Don Shaw. 
Well, we're back, and we have two guests today for the price of one, if you can believe that. We have uh, Mary Beth and Tom with us today. Uh, how, how are you folks doing this afternoon? Not bad. Pretty good. Good to have you with us today on the show. We uh, had talked for a minute last night, and uh, you guys were telling me about raising snakes and iguanas. This is, this is not a religious thing, your snake raising, is it? Because <laughs> <No. laughs> you hear about these people down in South in churches, you know, where they have snakes and they handle them and uh, uh, all those sorts of things. So this is just a hobby of yours or what? Yeah, yeah. more or less. More or less. Um, we, do, we do a lot of education with them in, in schools and things like that. You know, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these kids, they've never, you know, they've never seen us. You know, a snake up close or a lizard that you know, that they can touch. That's, that's safe. I, I for one, have never seen a snake up close. Um, <clears throat> had neither. And don't know that uh, my desire is, as I get older, my desire to see one lessens. <laughs> uh, if you know what I mean. How did how did you get into this snake? Uh, I don't want to call it handling because that does have a religious overtone, doesn't it? What, what kinds do you have, and how did you get into it? And just tell us. Uh, well, oh, I've been in there. I've been, you know, catching snakes and lizards my whole life, pretty much. You know, when I was when I was growing up in uh, <clears throat> on the coast of California, I was, you know, I was always hanging out with all the sighted guys, and we were always running around raising hell, catching all the snakes and lizards and stuff. Uh huh. No, I've always been into it. Personally, I I didn't get into it until I met Tom. So <laughs> when I first met Tom, he had a couple of turtles. Actually, they were fox turtles, and uh, he was into the reptiles. And he talked for a long time about wanting an iguana. And it wasn't until after being together for several years that he met up with a, a person who um, rescued iguanas and got to talking to her about. Um, well, what I wanted to find out really is whether they're a good pet for a blind guy, because I mean, not not all reptiles are, are a good pet for us. Yeah. I don't know who'd know that unless was this a blind person that you were talking to? No, no, she's not. But uh, she's had extensive experience with iguanas, and uh, she does know a couple other disabled people. I'm not, I'm not. Okay. Well, have, have we answered the question? Are they a good pet for blind? That's the big they question. Are, they are if. They are tamed and well socialized. Um, I mean, if, uh, quite frankly, if they're not, they're not a good pet for anybody because they can uh, uh, they can deliver a hell of a bite. They yeah, they can. Uh, yeah. And I know this from experience. I've well, been both, there. Both of us do. <laughs> both of you have been there. <laughs> and, and you have how many snakes now? And, and uh, have three. They're called ball pythons. Uh -huh. They're. Uh, they're called, uh, for your European listeners, they would know them as royal pythons, python regius, uh -huh. the, the technical name. And they're, these snakes are basically, other than getting a nasty bite from them, they're harmless. Oh, these, these snakes are very docile. These are very handleable. I mean, we let, we let five-year-olds handle these. Yeah, that's the kind I'd want. Yeah, if you, you know, it's going to... I yeah, people. Of course, people are very afraid of snakes, and and you know a lot more about this than I do. But most snakes aren't. They're more scared of you than you are of them. And most snakes won't hurt you. Isn't that true? Yes, that's very true. Yeah. Uh, yes, it it is a 
a, a prejudice and a phobia that we run into. Uh, and, you know, we will never, you know, uh, when we're doing these education things and so forth, you know, we will never make anyone, you know, come near these animals if they're afraid of them. You know, that's not the way to handle it. Yeah. You know, if you're seriously afraid of something, you know, we'll, we won't let it near you and we won't force you to be near it. Okay. So you, <clears throat> pardon me, you got into this and you had to build, or did you build or buy some containers uh, or cages? I, uh, well, I'm a, uh, I don't exactly say that, but I'm, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm cheap, put it that way. You're what now? Uh, I'm, I'm cheap. I don't, I don't buy stuff if I can make it. So, yeah. uh, so no, I, I decided to build, uh, on the recommendation of our friends, uh, that we got probably one from the big, the big male villa. Uh, that's our big male. Uh, we got him from our friend that I've met. And she recommended that, that I build a, a shelf for him, believe it or not. And this thing stands about six feet off the floor. Uh, because the iguanas, you know, uh, I don't know if you know this, iguanas are, they are a tropical tree lizard. Uh-huh. That's, that's what they are. They're a large tropical tree lizard. And they, they like to be up as high as they can be. You know, that, that's where they feel safe. So they like to be up as high as they can be? Oh, yeah. You know, they, you know in the wild, I mean, they'd, they'd be 100 feet up a tree. Oh, okay. So, you know, I've... I've Went went over to the hardware store and got the you know got the wood and you know threw the first shelf together and I got to tell you it was, it was it was pretty primitive. But but you you had someone give you a design uh, more or less. She just pretty much described it to me you know what it was like. I mean there's no there's no real rigid design for it. Uh-huh. It was just you basically want a shelf with some upright that you can staple some. Some rope to some, you make like a rope ladder. Uh-huh. In fact, I was uh, okay. I got to get I got to get me a pneumatic stapler. This uh, this this electric one I got just isn't quite cutting it. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, you know that's what that's so they can you know they can climb up and down you know from their shelves. And 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 but is, are they free uh, to? Oh, yes, they're free roaming. Uh, they're free roaming. In your house? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. What a deal. No, no. Um, well, listen, cancel that invitation to dinner. Uh, so they could, uh, you could, do you ever go look for them and go, uh, Martha, where's the, uh, I've lo- I, you can't, you're not going to believe it, you know. Do you ever have, you ever lose it? Yeah, how do you keep up with well, them? Oh. Well, the iguanas, they're, they're pretty big. They're pretty hard to lose. I mean, yeah. I mean, Zilla is Zilla is a little under four feet long. Whoa, uh, man! And if he stands up tall, you know, I mean, this, this gives you an idea. I mean, if he, you know, if he stands up tall, you know, he can get his he can get his head probably almost a foot off the floor. Wow! Uh, they're, they're a big lizard. I mean, they're no kidding. You know, they're a big animal. And uh, do they bother you when you're eating? Well, that depends on what you're eating. Depends on what you're eating. If you're <laughs> if you're eating grapes, yes, he will. Uh, he will come up and try to stick his head in the hole. <laughs> I'll never forget last summer. Tom had bought some grapes and brought them home and washed them up and was out in the living room sitting in the stair eating those things. And 
iguana had been out wandering around and was in our entryway where you can look into the living room and saw Tom with those grapes he and those tore across the room in no time flat. So, and so you had to say, no, no, bad <laughs> iguana. And can, they, can they move, like, pretty quick? What's that? Can, can they move pretty quick? Oh, like they can move very fast. Really? So they can run across the room pretty pretty quickly, huh? Oh, yeah. And and so... Zillow's kind of, you know, he's kind of big and lazy, and he doesn't normally, you know, move too quick. They could probably easily hit speeds of three to five miles an hour, maybe. Whoa. I don't, so, I don't know. I don't That's know in miles an hour. They, yeah. I know is that... It's very fast. If, yeah. if it wants to get away from you, you'd have a devil all the time. Are the, the iguanas yeah. primarily, are they plant and fruit eaters, yeah. not, not yeah. carnivores? Okay, so how do you do, I mean, obviously they can't mix with the snakes, right? No, the snakes are in cages. Right, okay. Uh, the snakes are caged. Because somebody would probably be a meal for somebody. Well, uh, no, our snakes aren't big enough, but uh, see, we have cats, and... The, the snakes aren't big enough to defend themselves right. against the cat. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. So yeah. how did the cat and the iguana... Oh, they, they get along great. That'd be uh, a deal, wouldn't it? interesting. That is interesting. Oh, yeah, they get along great because, you know, the, the iguanas are too big, you know, to be a food item. I mean, they're too big for the cat to mess with. <laughs> and the iguana is not interested it's in the cat, so... Cat yeah. other than as a potential heat source in the winter. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How does the cat feel about that? Well, they go up on their, they go up on his shelf and lay with him. Really? It's, oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's not uncommon for us to go out in the living room and have at least one cat laying on his shelf, that's, and he'll just be all leaned up against him like, oh man, this is nice. That's neat. I take it then the iguanas basically are not real aggressive, right? Are they? They can be. Oh, they can be. They, they can be quite dangerous. Really? But, um, you know, again, like I say, you have to get them and you have to, to socialize them. Right. To where they're used to people and, you know, and other animals. You know, it's just, you know, it's just like having a, you know, it's just like having a dog or anything else. It's just, you know, iguanas are more, are much more wild animals. Right. You know, than... Well, do they tend to be kind of like the snakes? I, I I didn't get in on the first, but I know I've been around pythons, some, and boas, and that feeding time is when you're most likely, you know, if you have That's the right. scent of what they're wanting to eat, you can get bit. That's right. Uh, is uh, that the same with the iguana? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Uh, that that will happen, or uh, iguanas can get aggressive uh, during breeding season. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, I think that goes for all of us. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty well blanket, don't you think? Getting aggressive during the mating season, but uh, uh, and so this the uh, but the snakes you have in a cage you bought. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't design the. Well, the one our our friend built. He's, he's real good at building, uh, you know, cabinets and things like that. I'm 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 still learning how to do stuff like that. All right. I think we got into this earlier before we, we somebody said y'all were going to be on the program. And so we know, you know, you call an aquarium a place for fish and an aviary for birds. What do you call a, a container for snakes? What Most people would call it, uh, well, this is a cage, or some people call them a vivarium. Okay. How do you, is it with a V? Vivarium? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I had one of those last time I was in the hospital. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that was> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Huh? <laughs> uh, 
Just, uh, you know, it's a little... Well, that's interesting. Well, I, don't, I don't know that we... Add, they may have asked you. I, I had a headphone bump. What is your level of vision, both of you? Uh, I have none. I've got some vision in the right eye and totally blind in the left. So you can you can see some in the right eye, so you can... If one of the iguanas was playing hide hide and seek, you you could find it. Help. Yeah, I've got enough vision to do that. Go around looking for them and yeah. that kind of stuff. Well, that's that's interesting. That uh, I don't know that I know any other blind people that have snakes. I'm sure there are, but um, we we don't either. I, I've always kind of looked because you know, like you, you know, we you know we can't be the only ones that are into this. Well, maybe somebody, maybe somebody from this show will uh, will write on the list or, or something that, who's interested. Uh, that's interested in either doing it or interested in talking to you about getting into it. Or maybe someone who has a what? Do you folks, uh, you folks work or you stay home with the animals or what? Well, kind of both. Uh, I do. I do some work. I do work for the State Department of Rehab out here. I do tech work for them. Um, you know, set up computers and teach people how to use them. That for blind people? Yeah, mainly for blind people. What a deal. And then I also do, uh, <clears throat> I do sales. Well, we both do sales and technical support for uh, a BSC Games, which is a games company. I think I was telling you, I was telling Don about that uh, yesterday. Yeah. Well, go ahead and go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, talk like. about their games and things. Well, um, they're, you know, they're the accessible sound-based games uh -huh. that, that, we, that, that we do. And I mainly just help people with, you know, with problems that they're having. I help them, you know, register the games. And Tech support, more yeah. or less. Well, we, we have no axe to grind or nothing to sell. Where do you get these, these sound-accessible games? Do you uh, mind? Uh, several, several, you know, several companies have them. There's, there's ESC games. There is um, GMA games. Um, and there's, there's a couple other ones too. Those are all of them have websites, though. And all of them have websites. Um, so if you typed in in Google, uh, uh, type in uh, B BSC Games, uh, one word, I guarantee that our, our site will come up. Or in the website, it's www.bscgames.com. Are you saying BSC? BSC, Bravo Sierra Charlie. Okay. Uh, dot com. And, and and do you, do you or is this maybe your competition? I'm not sure if it's y'all or your competition has a a, a race car type game that's uh, done by some software. Uh, I am uh, eagerly awaiting that to come out. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that one. Huh. And uh, so yeah, that's another place that I that I that we spend our money is uh, accessible games, and then of course yeah, we have to spend money on the. And what games have come out in the past from them? Well, the most recent um, one is uh, BSC Games did just uh, uh, finish an upgrade to uh, Tupinum. We did a major upgrade. A major upgrade. That. I've heard of that. And so Tupinum 2.0 is just out, and uh, a lot of people seem to be having a good time with that. Yeah, that should be an interesting game. I'm going to have to hush. Y'all aren't the ones that did the Western game, though, right? No, that's oh, that's Gulch. Uh, that was done by Bavisoft. That and game I is supposed have to have been good. Haven't played it, but oh, I just yeah. heard some people talking about it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, I, I enjoy it, even. And there's quite a few uh, blind folks now that I know are in, into, into some of these 
these sound type games and I say with a good set of headphones and a good computer that you can have a lot of fun with them. Oh yeah, you don't even really need much of a computer. I mean, you can you can play them on a 350, you can play them on a Pentium 2, no problem. Well, that's even that's even lower than the, lower than the computer I've got at home. What a deal! Well, then you can play them, no problem. Need to check some of those out. Oh yeah, and you know you can get demos of all of them and check them out and you know see. Well, except Chris Adult, that one's about five. How about the pipe game, the game that uses the pipes? Yeah, yeah, we, we have that one. We have that one. That that sounds like an interesting yeah, one. And again, I, I don't know much about any of these. It's kind of a fun little game. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of a light little game. I've got the I know the gaming thing is just a whole different issue, and I know there's lists on, on blind folks that play okay, games sure. and different uh, chat rooms. Of, oh, there's, uh, there's all kinds of stuff out there. Well, it's really growing. Um which I think is great. I mean, after all, you know, why not? I mean, the, you know, side of people, you know, they've had computer games for years. Oh, sure. Sure they have. Well, do these games work? Uh, you know, I'm a pretty good partial myself, so I can play some, you know, you visual. Some of the... Some of the vi regular one if, if the action doesn't get too fast. But, like, like when you're going, you know, like a totally blind person, are, are these working in conjunction with a screen reader, or is it all its self-contained sound? It depends on the game. Ours, most of ours do not require a screen reader at all. Uh, they're, they're totally what we call self-voicing, which means that, you know, the game does all the, right. all the, all the voicing. And so, like, when, like, if you bought a game, obviously there's going to be directions on how to play it. Is this oh, yeah. incorporated yeah, in, with, in the game? Yeah, it comes with directions on how to play it, uh, usually in a text file that you would read, what, okay. you know, before you start. To right. And then a lot of them even do have, you know, in, in some inbuilt help. Yeah, for the, well. for the built-in help topics. Yeah. Yeah. But it is 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 Troubadour the the latest game that's out, and because the race car game isn't out yet, or will be, or what? Troubadour's the latest one out by uh, Art from, from BFD Game. game. Uh, I just, uh, in fact, I just bought a uh, uh, one called Tank Commander from uh, from GMA Games. Tank uh, that, Commander. Really cool one. Um, Sounds interesting. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, uh, it's a tough one. It, it, that that would not. It, uh, that would be a rough one for a beginner because you basically have to drive your drive your tank over all kinds of terrain, and then you have to you know you have to fight these guys. So. Well, let me ask you, your, uh, Mary Beth. I think you you have some vision, right? I have some vision, yeah. Okay, because like like being made, these games are obviously made for blind people. But are, are there good enough graphics that like a partial would enjoy? No, there's the, no. There's no graphics at all. No. I see. The so, only accessible game that has any kind of graphics at all um, is a game called Shades of Doom. Right. And um, in that one, that's just it's real primitive. It's, it's real graphic. primitive. It's not anything big deal. All it does is show. Like a, a circle for right. indicating who you are, and a square it shows for where where passages where the, are. Yeah. So really, just I mean, the games are really made to play yeah. with oh, no vision. Strictly yeah. sound. Okay, that's interesting. It is. There, you know, we've talked about trying to do graphics in them, but you know, the problem is, and you got to you got to get a graphics designer, and it, it's just too expensive. It, it just it ends up costing it, it ends up costing too much. 
Well, just just a comment here, but you know, you, you talked about a, a tank game, which sounds interesting. But you know, it seems like a natural thing for a blind person, since they use sonar and things like that. They're essentially traveling blind anyway. Would be some type of submarine game. It seems a submarine like game. It'd be uh, natural. There is a submarine game uh, from GMA Games. It's called Lone Wolf. Mm. Uh, the world, if, they, if, if, if they advertise it as a, a World War II uh, submarine simulator, sounds and, familiar. Uh, it's quite good. It's, yeah, it's yeah, it, it's very difficult again because I mean, you, you have to you have to have very good spatial concept. Don Patterson, you talked about a game. Well, I had the best game I ever had was when it was a DOS-based game called Silent Service. Yeah. Silent Service 2, and it finally made it to CD-ROM, and I think it would run with Windows. I mean, it it didn't have to be in DOS, but then for somehow uh, it just disappeared. I mean, I was looking actually on eBay, and I found somebody that has a copy that wants to sell it. Really? But uh, That's about the only way you're going to get that old stuff. Yeah, yeah. but I yeah. love that game. The graphics were, were unbelievable. Uh, huh. And uh, and the sounds, you know, I, it would have needed quite a bit of modification, you know, for a totally blind person to... To, uh, to, play it. to play the game, but I, I could see how a submarine would be. I think you said the lone wolf. There's one called the sea wolf. I think that's a, a regular for vision, you know, with graphics and everything. Yeah, though. Yeah. And uh, so, but that's interesting because that that would make a, a an interesting game for a blind person. It would. Because uh, yeah, they're they're lots of fun. Um, Speaking of the iguana playing hide and seek, I'm not sure where Zilla is right now. Sounded like hide <laughs> over the trash can in there. Really? That's that's something. The way those things are moving around like that. Oh yeah. Well, especially when the sun is out, they. Oh, he's up on his shelf. Oh okay. They loved it. They, they loved it. The sun, the sun, huh? Oh, they so. love the sun. I mean, in fact, one thing we can't leave. Uh, we, we can't leave our patio door open in the summer because my stupid screen door doesn't have a lock on it. Yet another handyman project for me to do. That's right. Uh, and that dreaded lizard, uh, he knows how to open the screen door. Really? Uh, <laughs> they, they are quite intelligent. Um, and he, he will open the screen door and go out on the patio. Amazing. So what? Uh, what what's the life expectancy of a iguana yeah, as a pet? Good question. Uh, 15, 20, 25 years. It just depends on you know how well they've been taken care of. You know if they have. You know, My goodness! Whoa, no kidding. Man, I, uh, I have this dog that I'm going to trade you yeah, for they, one of your. They live a relatively long time. All right, so when really? I, we've heard that you have Zilla. What's the other one's name? The other one is Zena. Zena? Zena, like Zena Warrior Princess. Okay. <laughs> and the name suits her to a T. <laughs> She's yeah. very aggressive about her food bowl. and Yeah. If she doesn't want to be messed with, she lets you know. <laughs> I bet you. <laughs> so, Phil, are you up? Do, do the sign-off. They can't hear well, much, much younger one. Okay, is it Scott? Well, okay, guys, I, we're getting some music in the background. We're yeah, about out that. of time, and uh, but we've really enjoyed uh, y'all being on the program. Well, thank and, you for having us. I know we kind of we kind of rambled on a bunch of different stuff. Well, you know, no, that's, that's, kinda, fine, that's what I, it's all that's about rambling, do. and we but covered about. People, uh, but I hope the people enjoy it. Yeah, we they covered will. about three areas, uh, and I think y'all have an interesting hobby, and the games were interesting, and uh, uh, we maybe in a month or so we'll have you back again. You bet. 
All right. Well, All right, have a good day. All right, guys. Thank you, guys. And the Blind Handyman will return following these messages. Is the season, and that means gift buying time. And we have a, we think a great idea for some gifts for people for Christmas. And to tell us about, here's Dale Campbell. Dale. Hey, Phil and listeners. The gift we're going to talk about, and you all may have heard it. We promoted this originally on Cooking in the Dark. It's called the Voila. It's a talking barcode reader. No cords, no wires, no computers. 100% portable. Heck, it'll fit in your pants pocket or even in your purse to take to the store mm-hmm. if you need to to label any any items. The Walla is uh, about six inches long. It weighs less than three and a half ounces, and it, it's a portable barcode reader. The unit comes with its own barcode, which as you scan the barcode, it will remember what has been scanned and allow you to record what you have the item into memory for what you've scanned. I've got a can in my hand, and I don't know what it is, y'all, but I'm going to run the voila across it. All right. Can of chicken broth. Can of chicken broth. A can of chicken broth. Well, how now, about that? Now, you can shake, rattle, and roll it, and you never would have known this. But the voila, is, it's, the voila is just that easy. In less than five minutes, you can be ready and using it. Labeling anything in your kitchen from spices to cans of food. Heck, in your garage, you can label cans of paint glues, adhesives. It's perfect for everybody. You could even label your electrical box out in the garage or in, you know, wherever it is to label what what outlets or what. How do we, how do we, get, how do we get one? You can call me at 713-876-6971 or email at cookinginthedark at houston.rr.com and we can give you all the information regarding the voila. It's a super, super little tool. The price on it, folks, it's not $250 like you may have seen some places. It's not $229. It's not $200. It's not even $180. It's a special price right now of $150. That's right. Call and get in touch with me today so we can get one of these in your stocking for Christmas. Give us the phone number one more time. Phone number is 713-876-6971 or email at cookinginthedark at Houston.rr.com. You've got to have one of these. It'll make your life so much simpler. You are listening to The Blind Handyman, the talk of the blind community. Our email address is blindhandyman at hotmail.com. If you would like to be part of the show, leave us a phone number and we will contact you soon. Now, here's more of today's show with Phil Parr. All right, well, <coughs> uh, no from hell. Between Frankie Brown, my headphones have been out most of the show, so. They have. Uh, they have, man. It's just, I'm going to go on the Radio Shack and buy me a new radio. I guess. I don't know what else to do. Just I've been trying to stumble along with this one that's 10 years old forever. Yeah, so I think I it's time to. 
Time to spring out by new radio, but I scared Frankie. She didn't bother us anymore. But uh, uh, here's the thing. Don Shaw, our friend Don, has gone to uh, Walmart and bought himself an atomic clock. Had to do it. That he's going to tell us about. Uh, yeah. Atomic Don. <laughs> yeah. The atomic, <laughs> the, the atomic clock and thermometer built in in one unit. And what the deal is on this. And for all of you partially sighted folks out there, it's a it's a real fine thing because it's got a big digital readout. The two items are together. And what's kind of neat about this thing is the the atomic clock sets itself with WWV, the 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 time service in, in Colorado. That's the the one owned by the government. I mean, that's the National Bureau of Standards Time Service. It so sure it's, is. It's going to be. Uh, on the money, or as close as the government can get things. To a fraction of the second, they say, don't they? Really? Anyway, this thing has a receiver built into it, and you, you, you can't hear the, the, the time in a voice. Unfortunately, it doesn't talk, but it, it will it will go in and, and update itself with the WWV, I don't know, several times a day to make sure it's, 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 it's down to a fraction of a second on the time. And, of course, your thermometer is real neat because... It's uh, got a wireless probe that's a box, I would say, about the size. Really, it's bigger than you think it would be in these days and times. The probe is probably about the size of a small, of a Walkman-type yeah. radio. Now, the the probe and the, tra- and the thing that sets the clock are two different things? Are two different things. So you have two different units outside. No. You, you, you have the, the, the clock and the readout. The, the thermometer readout is in one unit that's inside, either okay. can sit on a desk or hang on a wall. Uh-huh. It'd be your choice. You either fold out the stand or fold it in and hang it on the wall. Good little handyman project there. And uh, the probe, the thing that's about the size of a Walkman, you put two AAA batteries in it. And put it outside. Put it outside somewhere Preferably, probably on the, on the north side in the, in the winter, and it's not waterproof. I mean, you couldn't just submerge it into the swimming pool, but yet if it if it rained on it or something, it, it's it's I guess water resistant would be the way to say well, that. You want to stick it under the eave of the of the house, wouldn't you? Preferably, you'd probably want to have it under an eave or something where it wouldn't get the direct rain, but it, it could. It, now, it is, just is this unit just the probe, or does it have the receiver? It would have to have because. Well, yeah, the the part outside the probe and and the little box thing is is all built in one unit. The receiver. Is. But I mean, that would have to be the thing that yeah, receives the signal. Yeah, because we noticed with Conley's XM radio, if you were in the wrong inside, if you weren't facing the right, it couldn't you know, set the it, clock. It That's right. It, it couldn't set the set clock. It. So it's using that unit outside somewhere or other connects to the satellite several times a day and sets your clock. And then sends the signal to the inside part. Yeah, sends I'm the sure. To the inside. That's well, what it must well, do. Well, you guys ought to know this. Under what frequencies these things are? Are they going to be interfered with, like the cordless phones and and citizen band? The manual. Or? The manual on that said that it wouldn't, and I'm not sure right right now what frequency actually that it uses, but it said that it it, it shouldn't. Your garage door opener, wireless phone slash cell phone, whatever else you have around, I shouldn't interfere with it. So, and that, we haven't found anything so far that did. But this is for you couldn't take the face off this clock and read it because it's digital, isn't it? It's digital, so yeah. it's for partial-sided people. Yeah, but it's got gigantic numbers. Really, I'm talking big, you know, inch and a half high uh, yeah. numbers on it. 
which are good. But yeah. he does not talk. It does not talk. This one does not talk, but I bet you someone does make a model that does. Well, I found one in the Sharper Image catalog that is a clock thermometer. I don't know if it's an atomic clock, but I bet it is. It was, it it was 150 too. bucks though, and it does talk. It will tell you the time, the time, uh, the temperature inside and the temperature outside, and it is wireless also. Really? Yeah, it was in, in the Sharper Image catalog. I'm sure sharperimage.com. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know how friendly their website would be, but it's it's up there. Like I said, it's expensive. Yeah, uh, but and, it does talk, and it's not meant for blind people. I mean, it's and yours, you know. Shaw, will not do inside temperature, right? Yes, it, it does inside also. So where that probe would be in the no the the inside yeah the probe for the inside temperature uh-huh. I guess is on the inside okay. receiver because it, it it displays the 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 top readout on the inside receiver screen. The top readout is the atomic clock. The second one down is the inside temp. And the bottom is the outside. So, so it displays all, which is nice, displaying all all that at the same time. And this was bought from where? It, that's a Walmart special, but I'm Walmart. sure at Target or, or the competition, Kmart probably yeah. they all sell a similar type item anyway. But it's kind of neat. What I like about it is, over the old type that used the 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 wired probe that you put outside was that then you you were kind of particular more or less on where you would put the probe but on this one man having up to like a, a 100 foot range you know you, your possibilities of, of of where you might put the outside transmitter probe part would just kind of be unlimited well uh, yeah and with the wired probe you got to figure out a way to get it through the window and yeah. you know close the window on it and take yeah, a chance of the wire cutting the wire in two so the best thing if you have one of those and I guess Radio Shack still sell those are there in all the blind catalog running out the top of the window between the between the where the window comes down and don't run it at the bottom run it at the top of the window that's the way I did mine and just clipped it up on a on a uh, on the edge of the eave where it hangs down where the sun can't shine on it I had one of those for years and worked yeah. fine. Same kind of deal. Well, you probably still have it. Maybe it's for sale. Well, the battery actually uh, cratered out on it, and that's kind of why I bought this new one, because I just didn't want to buy another battery for it. It was old. Yeah. And uh, you know me, I, I love that new technology, man. Just yeah. got to try out. Well, you Anything know where this new. is all headed is, is they keep making these receivers smaller, smaller, yeah. you know, along with that, and GPS, and like the XM radios. Yeah. There's, and and someday, I mean, not too long, far away, they're going to have a functional, uh, you know, really uh, on-the-go computer. I mean, they talk about Wi-Fi, but I think you have to be within reach of some other. Wi-Fi. Yeah. 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 But I think, I mean, man, out where I'm going, you know, no cable and no DSL. It's either back to dial-up computing or, you know, pretty soon they're, they're going to have just where you turn on your computer and you're on the Internet. I don't I know why we don't that. have satellite computer already. I mean, I don't, I don't know why we don't have that already. We have it. I investigated it, and you have to buy a separate dish, and it's a little – it's not big as your C, you know, your big humongous old yeah. dish, and but it's a bigger, maybe twice as big or one and a half times as big as your little dish. And it's a separate dish. Separate dish. You have to have two wires. Like like to get satellite TV, you have to run – if you're going to have the Internet, you have to run the two extra wires. Uh-huh. And you do everything kind of like backwards as opposed – like you can't use a router. You use something else to go from – you can network, but it's – 
and then the cost right now is about a thousand bucks going in. I may I'm wind sure. up with that. The service per month is not bad, sixty nine bucks a month. Yeah. But the go in price. The going in price get gets set up as high. bucks, you know. So and I'm, then if they change new technology, there you're stuck. Yeah, with, you're, you know, you're stuck out with that. The happened to me when I bought. When I bought, we built this house in '91. I put in an old C-band system. Well, no one told me they were going out. Of course, <laughs> four, three years later, everybody was using these little bitty dishes. So my, you're it finally got to where system. it finally got to where I was paying for nothing. I mean, there wasn't anything on much C-band anymore, uh, and so. I had to buy a new system, but nobody—they didn't tell me. And of course, they don't. You never know. Technology is oh, yeah. moving. Yeah, it's an ever-changing well, thing. Well, we can't negotiate. I was several people are, are moving in out where we are, and really seem to be dependent on high-speed internet. And I'm like, we got one guy that's some kind of a mover and a shaker, and he claims he's going to negotiate with Cox. But if we can't, I, I may be a test guinea pig for this. But I well, just the, the initial outlay of cash, it, you know, for an unknown yeah. technology. I, I, know someone actually that's got in it are, are using the system and if you're willing you know to do the initial outlay of cash to get the system rigged up said it's great said it, it's just man it'd it, have to be the dependable well, it's actually, really the, fast the, the guy down here at big boy toys you know that we had talked about has his computers and he has them networked and you can go try them out and i didn't i was in his little shop but i didn't try it out but he said he can't he didn't rave so much about the speed. He did say it was dependable, but it's like satellite TV. The weather would be your main interference. Rain. Yeah, the weather uh, might could get you. You know, you might where like cable or well, DSL yeah. just goes on forever. But actually, he said he couldn't tell any difference in in cable or his satellite. I mean, he didn't rave about yeah. speed, yeah. but he said it was at real adequate. So. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, I don't think it'll be long before out there where you are, just <clears> they'll have a top. Real, know. real quick, tell us about the car that parks itself. Oh well, I just saw. Uh, uh, I'm a car show junkie, and and uh, I was just watching on CNBC a lot. They do car reviews. Like today, they showed the new Hummer 3H3T truck. Yeah. The Humvee you've all heard about. Well, now they've introduced a truck. And uh, anyway, Honda, they're they're messing with a little car in in Japan right now, and they did it at a show that will park itself with using cameras mounted on the rear and then GPS. And the car will actually, you get out of the car, or you can sit in the car for that matter, and you it, it'll just park, parallel park. It'll go but find now, a parking place and park. Well, I don't know if it finds the parking place. Maybe you have to point it at the parking place, but it'll do all You probably the, have to tell it yeah. where the parking place is. Yeah. All right. Well, how long will it be? How long will it be before you'll be able to get in your car and punch in South Main in Houston? It'll go. Right. All right. We got to go. We're out of time. Thanks, Don Pat, Don Shaw. Hey, okay, Phil. Tom Houston. Yes, Mark. Yes, I mean, sir. Tom. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mark, wherever you are. Up there. They resemble each other. Now, Mark will be listening to this show, and we're like, we're going to hurt his feelings. Thanks, Mark, for what you've done for us. We appreciate your help. Please. You too, Tom. Um, uh, uh, thank you, Phil. I see, said the blind man as he beat, picked up his hammer and saw. The Blind Handyman is produced by Out of Market Productions, 1604 Southwood Drive, Lufkin, Texas. Phone 936-634-9500.